Welcome back to the What a Good Eater podcast. I'm Alessandra Macaluso. And I'm Amy Godiwala. We are your hosts, and we are co-authors of the top-selling, top-rated What a Good Eater cookbook. It's available on Amazon or through our website at whatagoodeater.com. So today, we're going to dive right in in episode two. We're talking about how to ensure success at mealtimes with your kids. We're going to be sharing some quick tips that we use with our families at the dinner table to help ensure success. So Amy, do you want to kick it off with number one? Yeah, we'll start off by talking about, you know, kids should really eat what the parents are eating. There's no like kitty food and parent food. It's, it should all be the same thing. And there should really be no short order cooking. So, you know, if you take the time to prepare a really nice, healthy dinner and um, your kids don't eat it and, and like a little bit later, they know that they're going to get like a grilled cheese or mac and cheese or something that they, you know, something that, that you think that they might want, they're going to hold out. So um, the only exception for me on this rule is when my kids are really, really sick, which only happens like a few times a year and not like where they have a cold or something, but like, I remember one time when my two-year-old had pneumonia and at that point, you know, we're just trying to get him to eat food and, yeah. and, and drink, drink liquid. So that's the only exception, um, for us, but otherwise pretty much, you know, for the most part, kids are kids and parents were eating the same thing. I like that tip. We use it here too. And it's, it kind of makes our lives easier as well, because then you're not cooking twice. You're just making one meal and trusting that they will eat. They'll take in exactly what their bodies need. They may not love it. They may not be crazy about it, but that is what it, that is what you're having for dinner that night. Yeah. That, that was the whole premise of our cookbook was like parents and kids are eating the same thing. It's family friendly. And, um, we're not like, who wants to cook twice? I mean, I know I don't, it's right. parenting is hard enough, you know? So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that brings us to the second point, which is to say to your kids, you don't have to eat everything, but I'd like you to taste everything. And Amy, I know you're big on this. I'm big on this as well. It lets them know, listen, you may be overwhelmed with this food that you're not very, you know, that, that you're new to or that you don't necessarily love. You don't have to eat every single bit of it, but you do need to taste it. Yeah. I mean, we're not forcing you to eat it, but we want you to try it. And a lot of times, like for me, I know for my, um, when my, uh, even now, actually, when my son was two, when Armin was two, a lot of times just to get him to try something, he would just look at the food and just say, but I don't like it. And I would say, but Armin, you haven't even tasted it. Like you have to try it. How do you know you don't like it? You're just looking at it. Right. You're just looking at the color. Zero you know, like, does that too. You yes. got <laughs> to taste it. And so a lot of times what I would have to do that worked really well for me is I have to coerce him to take that first bite. I have to really convince him and even spoon feed him the first few bites, even though he's two or three years old, like just to get him started. I just give him the first few bites and a lot of times once he tastes it, he realizes like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, and he'll, he has this line that he'll say, he'll say, I tried the suspicious food and it was good. <laughs> you know, like, we all laugh at the dinner table. He'll say, I tried the bean and it was good. And it just became like a big joke in our house, but we thought it was the cutest thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes like it takes a little bit of convincing and stuff, it, the spoon feeding of one or two bites. It's okay. I think it's okay. We just did that at our dinner table tonight. We, they didn't want to eat their chicken, the two of them, for some reason, both Penelope and Ciro. They didn't want to eat their chicken. And, and I was saying, come on, you have to eat a little bit because they kept asking me for bread. And I was saying, you can have a little more bread, but you need to eat the chicken first. So then just to mess around, I just put a piece of chicken on each of their forks and I pretended to do the airplane. 
and they loved it. They they were laughing so hard at it, and they couldn't eat their chicken fast enough because they just thought it was so funny that I was treating them like little babies. And you know, it's not yeah. something that I want to say I'm going to do every single night. And you know, I'm not, we're not saying you know go make a game out of mealtime because hello, that's exhausting. But, you know, once in a while to kind of lighten things up a little bit, sometimes that's just what they need. Oh yeah. Just for first couple bites, even my five-year-old thinks it's really special if I spoon feed him the first bite or two, he gets a real kick out of it. So I think if it works and it gets him started, I think it's, I think it's a-okay. The third tip is to minimize or eliminate snacking and grazing. And this is just because you want them to come hungry to breakfast, to lunch, to dinner. And if they've been kind of snacking or grazing, if you've got a grazer on your hand, my kids would eat, you know, all day. So I have to really control snack time. And in some cases, I've even eliminated snack time at different phases. Um, If you find that your, you know, toddler, preschooler or whatever is coming to the dinner table and like taking one or two bites of food and that's it, maybe they don't need a snack. Maybe you want to consider like what they're having at snack time and, um, you know, either reduce the snack or reduce like the constant all day grazing. Yeah, and I know a big thing is, especially at the ages that our kids are at now, Amy, four and two, and now yours are five and three. A lot of times, you know, we want them to have the independence, so it's nice to have them be able to go into the pantry by themselves and reach for a snack and get it by themselves, and it also helps us out because... It helps us out, yeah. Lazy parenting, any way that we can get lazy parenting. (laughs) So it's nice. Please, go to the pantry, pick something. Go get yourself a snack. But when we do that, then it's kind of like a good reminder to me, like, ah, now it's it's really got to be on me then to put healthier choices within their reach. So, you know, as far as the pantry goes, like I know when I go to Costco, I always see they're getting much, much better at Costco about healthy choices and organic choices uh, that you can buy in bulk for really good deals. So I know last time I, I picked up a really large bag of individually wrapped nuts and dried fruit packs. And my kids love those. They'll eat those all the time. So I just take the individual packs and I put them in the bottom shelf of the pantry and they have access to those whenever, you know, whenever they want them. And it's a healthy snack and it makes them feel like they're empowered a little bit by getting it on their own. Yeah. My, my kids really feel very empowered and they love the independence. The other thing that you could do is maybe just like, you know, clear out the bottom of the fridge drawer and make that like produce that they can reach. Um, or like we do healthy cheese so they can get their own cheese. Mm -hmm. Um, but even like if there's like, you know, maybe some organic strawberries or something in the bottom drawer, some like blueberries, you know, something like that. That's something that they can like get on their own. I do have to just monitor how much they're taking because they would take like one pound. Yeah, (laughs) that is the trick. You you do have to be on them with how much. So uh, the fourth and last tip that we have is to minimize distractions at the dinner table. Um, A lot of times I'll put a show on for my kids while I'm cooking because it really If they're not helping me in the kitchen, then sometimes, and sometimes you just need a break. So it's like, okay, I'm going to let you guys watch a show while I get dinner going. But a lot of times what I'll do is I'll turn it off when it's time to eat. And they always complain and they're like, oh, we want to watch another one or we really want to watch while we're eating. But I don't like having the TV on while we're eating because they're not focused. Then they're, all they're doing is focusing on the show Um, they're not really paying attention to what's on their plate. They're not really exploring a new food or really having a conversation with us or anything. They're just kind of sucked into the TV. So minimizing the, the distractions, I think is a huge thing to help you get success at the dinner table that it works a lot with our family. And on top of that, you know, for me and Greg, I also say, let's just keep our phones off the table, you know? Even if you have dinner for 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes, you don't need to have your phones there with you because it's distracting to us. It's distracting to the kids. Um, Let's just kind of catch up with each other for 10, 20 minutes at the dinner table and just focus on the food and each other. I I think that's, we do the same thing. And um, 
I think if you want anything on in the background, maybe just like some like soft, quiet, classical kind of music or calming, relaxing music, if anything, or just quiet and just it's dinner time. Cause otherwise guess what's going to happen if the TV's on and like they're distracted or they have the toys at the table or something. They're probably going to tell you before bedtime, like while you're tucking them in that like, I'm hungry. I never got a chance to really eat. You know, right. it's like, what? We already had dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree. Like keep the technology to a minimum and just like make it a calm, stress-free type of environment. So those are our four best tips to how to ensure success at mealtimes with your kids. Number one, the kids eat what the parents eat, no short order cooking. Number two, say you don't have to eat everything, but I'd like you to taste everything. Number three, minimize or eliminate snacking and grazing. And the last one, minimize distractions at the table. I think that that those are some like simple things to just set yourself up for great success at mealtime. Thanks again for joining us today. We're um, so happy to have you. And if you have any ideas or you have a topic that you want us to talk about, you can email us and we'll respond to you. Our email address is info at whatagoodeater.com. Check out our cookbook on Amazon. It's not just a cookbook, uh, but it also has like an entire portion in the back of the book. It's like an entire parent guide on how to feed your kids and how to tips for minimizing picky eating. And if you don't already follow us, follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and check out our, uh, the what a good eater website. It's www.whatagoodeater.com. And Allie, it was a pleasure to talk to you tonight. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.